0: Welcome to another edition of Mr. Nice Guy, I'm Ben Slowey. Today on the show, I have a grad student who is working on a startup. He is a fraternity brother of mine of the Alpha Epsilon Pi fraternity, uh, I haven't seen him in a long time. He drinks uh, very, uh, very expensive bottles of wine. I can't pronounce. Um, and I miss him a lot. Uh, and it's good to see him. Thank Michael, you. Michael Kirsinov, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's a pleasure, dude. It's so good to see you again. You, you too. How, how's your day going so far?
1: Dude, day is good. It's, it's running around helter skelter. Um, meeting people. Um, it's, a, it's a process for startups. Customer discovery. You're talking with people. You're trying to gather data, validation on what you're doing. Because why do something if you don't even have the statistical validation for it? That is
0: super true. You know, you, I mean, it's almost like you're doing your own business for what you're doing. You know, it's like Mm -hmm. there's the, the, there's like the, the surface level, like, you know, execution of an idea, Mm -hmm. but there comes the, yeah, like the, um, you know,
1: like, what purpose are you serving with it kind mm. of stuff. So that's why that stuff's important. Mm-hmm. I, I take a very impact-based approach uh, when it comes to understanding um, what's the best way to solve this problem. Uh, let's say that uh, I was actually reading an excellent book called Doing Good Better, which uh, talks about impact, which is what is the best way $1,000 could be spent in a developing country. Mm-hmm. And there's actually a, um, a distribution they're talking about there. In terms of impact, you, give a, uh, you have $1,000 available. Is it what has the most impact? Is it direct cash stipends, students, Mm -hmm. books, yeah, uniforms, and it'll surprise you: deworming treatments. Deworming treatments. Because health is it's um, it's hierarchy of needs, Maslow's. Sure. Uh, You can't you can't go on further until you fulfill your very most basic needs. And understanding where you can have the most impact, Uh some people have these grand and high solutions, but. The basics first.
0: Right, right. Absolutely. I mean, it's like you have yeah. to, yeah, exactly. You, um, it's like you, you can't skip ahead. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Yeah. So, uh, so Michael, um, we talk about love and fear, inspiration, motivation, success, uh, all of those things. And, um, you know, I've always, uh, we've always had like, um, sophisticated discourse, you know, in our time. Uh, Call it that. yes. Yeah. We talk about egalitarianism. Um, Equality for all and how to achieve it uh, often shared over said glasses of wine mm-hmm. that we share. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I wanted to hear about this uh, startup that you're working on
1: currently. So, okay, so to to make any sense of it, I have to go back just a little bit, but I'll keep do it. Do it but yeah. I'll keep it sweet. Sure. So pretty much pitch competition at Ooh Bar, right? Top prize is like five hundred bucks, and you get to go to a national entrepreneurs conference. Um, uh, as well. Second prize is like 300 bucks, you get the gist. Um, it's a walk-ins, so you have to do like a two-minute, three-minute elevator pitch, right? And here I am thinking to myself, day of, shoot, I want to go. I want to talk in front of people, but what do I pitch? So I remember earlier that morning, I shaved, and I, and, <laughs> like, and like the scientific geek I am, I just click random on uh, the random button on Wikipedia articles, yeah. and uh, I, I remember reading a long time ago about something called the dynamic Effect. Where heavy metals can kill bacterial, then I thought to myself, shaving, antibacterial, antibacterial mens shaving towels. Oh wow, because a shave is only as healthy as a towel you used to dry your face with. So over the course of six hours, I refined a pitch for it. I collected some data for it, just like, okay, how many people suffer from this, You know etc. What's the potential yeah. market? That's all the rationalizations you could think of. made the pitch, I won second place. Notion being. My now business partner, she comes up to me after the pitch and says, That's a really interesting concept. I think it would be wonderful applied to cosmetics. Because every single time a person uses a makeup brush, they have to clean it, right? Cosmetics is a half trillion dollar industry. And regardless of whether a person has one brush or a hundred makeup brushes, they all have to clean their brushes at the end of the day. So we developed something that was much easier to maintain.
0: That's crazy. Like, that, damn, that's crazy. Because, like, I wouldn't even like i mean i wouldn't think about it like cuz like, when you think antibacterial face like yeah i think about like uh, like um, i think of you know wash pads you yeah. know like but something that's very disposable yeah so this so this towel would be like something that can be like uh, i guess how does it how does it uh, how does its um, properties of like is get so, restored and maintained uh,
1: so notion is that um we used the analogy from the actual towel, and we applied that same concept to a makeup brush, so that it's the actual durable tool which can be reused over and over again. Okay. Um, and it utilizes a similar oligodynamic effect with um, uh, some heavy metals. Wow, that's cool. Yeah. I, that's t- so. Uh, I guess
0: How? Uh, what stage are you
1: in with it right now? So we're in development, and uh, uh, we're in development and small-scale production. Uh, Actually, a couple months ago, we were invited to an international business model competition. I believe like 5,000, 6,000 teams from all over the world tried to get in. 40 were selected. We were one of the 40 and we made top 20. Wow. Um, Nice. There's that. And we also won a 10 grand uh, business plan competition over at the uh, Lubar, Uh, it was the Scheinfeld competition. Sure. Yeah. So um, that's why I suggest that data is so important because if you can, uh, if you can Validate how much of the problem exists. You can validate how much people are willing to pay to solve the problem and then you have a painkiller to uh, Lined up to kind of solve it.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: It's an economic formula for success. That's what every startup is It's an economic hypothesis that your validation can receive monies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so how? How have you been going about your data analysis?
1: So essentially a lot of it is um, a lot of it is okay who who suffers the most from this is it it's it's your target audience yeah target, of, a target audience yeah. um the the amount they're spending on their current tools etc like how much would they pay to um uh how much would they pay to alleviate this pain one of the actually the uh, the target demographics we're specifically targeting we actually uh, just got a national science foundation grant as well i forgot to mention um, oh nice yeah. congrats uh, well thank you part of uh, and part of that process that they want to specifically focus on is Who's, who's your enterprise user? Think of theaters and production studios, much mm-hmm. like the ones we're in. Yeah. If, uh, if, you're a, um, if you're a theater makeup artist and you have five brushes for every actor on your stage and you have to maintain them afterwards, let's say you have 100 brushes to maintain, right? Mm-hmm. A lot of time to clean, a lot of worry and hassle, yeah. right? So they'd be willing to pay much, uh, much more and over a longer period of time than someone that uses it casually. So it's all math, Yeah. Aware. Yeah, no, that is true. So, yeah, it's well. it's all geekdom, but um, it's it's one of the beautiful things. It's just like you you think of things in counterintuitive ways because yeah. if you try to think of things in intuitive ways, chances are someone's thought of it. So you yeah, have to think right, right, yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So I guess like, like. So I guess like, how do you feel like uh, your your current environment, being in Milwaukee, being a grad student, like, how do you feel like? It's a lot. It's conducive to uh, your, your said uh,
1: startup goals with everything? So I know that there's a lot of efforts in Milwaukee uh, being like tech hub, innovation startups, and there's um, there's some money flow, flowing up from uh, Chicago and a couple uh, monies flowing in from Minneapolis, etc. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been conducive to an extent because people are willing to talk about what they're doing, but surely from an economics standpoint, uh, for every uh, for every couple user uh, for every couple cosmetic stores here in Milwaukee, there's ten or twenty in Chicago. Yeah, the, that's true. The economies of scale are uh, right, you know, indisputable. Right, right. But that being said, um, I kind of look at it as okay, if I can develop something here in this uh, in this area that has uh, a smaller amount of data, and I can validate something through it. Imagine the success it would be. Expanding to a location like that, if it's yeah. tested in a uh, in an unforgiving environment, mm-hmm. and it then gets moved to a very rich environment, right, or expanded, right? Yeah, um, I think that's a good
0: startup formula because it's like, you know, you in a way, like it's like, yeah, like you said, uh, at a, in a large scale market like Chicago, you know, it's it's a lot more cutthroat. Mm-hmm. Um being in a in an environment such as Milwaukee, like a small city but yet still metropolitan area with suburbs present and whatnot mm-hmm. um it allows it it's much more like um uh it's more favorable testing grounds for mm-hmm. you know what's going to work and what's not gonna work because it's like, you know I, I think that it's Yeah, like, and that's kind of why I love uh, meeting creatives in Milwaukee in general, because we, Milwaukee's not cutthroat, it's highly DIY, it's very uh, accessible, easy Mm -hmm. to know people, like, Mm -hmm. our like, um, people with ideas don't get, like, shut out by, you know, by as much corporate influence or anything like that, which is really... Which is dope, and that's why, like you know, it's. I, I think that makes sense, and especially with my own thing, it's like absolutely glad if, I'm doing
1: it here. If you want to have a conversation with someone, you can. Whereas yes. in Chicago, who has the time? Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't mean to blanket it like that, but oftentimes it's it's a, it's a it's very much a whiff on what's in it for me. Yeah,
0: and and that's a key thing you said there, like. If you're in Chicago and you meet somebody that, you know, you connect with, like mm-hmm. if you, like, for example, if you are a producer or if you're an artist or something like that, someone who makes music and you meet somebody who you hit it off with and you want to connect with them, it has to be immediate. You have to be like, you want to go to the studio right now? Mm-hmm. In Milwaukee, it's like if you meet somebody at like a networking event or something, you can be like, hey, let's set up this date and time. Let's like... You know let's uh, meet for coffee or something and talk more about what you want to do like it's it's mm-hmm. you you have so much more capacity to like you know like it's not nearly as immediate it has more like um, uh, it, like the the interaction has a lot more endurance It lingers. yeah it lingers yeah mm-hmm. and so that's that's why like I i am like it's it I think Milwaukee is ideal for startups and people don't think about it. it's like people talk about how you know, we're such a, a city full of beer and cheese and music and shit. And w- while we definitely are adept
1: at that, it's like, you know, That's there's, not n- the only there's great startups. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, um, in that principle, it's, um, I, I like to quote Sun Tzu. The flame that burns twice as bright burns half as long.
0: Mm. Yeah. Uh-huh.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, that's true, because you're using up that much more energy, yeah. you know? It's, and that's a fear as well. It's uh, what happens when, uh, okay, you expend all your time and energy, and then the first person you meet shuts it down. Yeah, And then you don't have the endurance to go to the next person, yeah. right? Here, it's much more, okay, let's go through the process. Let's try to work this out with you over there.
0: Yeah, so how, so how are you kind of like, um, how are you being realistic in that way? Like, how do you feel like you are making it as organic as possible, like um, I guess, you know, how have you developed sort of like your long-term like business plan goal with this and like, I guess.
1: So in principle, it's um, what I try to do is minimize bias. So that means uh, I don't ask them, is this a good idea? Is this, you know, would you pay for X? Because those, um, because future-oriented questions like that, the future is optimistic, the past is fuzzy. Yeah. Right? So. Uh, it's it's actually something called the mom test. Uh, ask questions or get data in such a way that not even your own mom could lie to you. Oh wow. And it's actually a book too. I keep it in my backpack. Oh nice, nice. But uh, <laughs> it, it's pretty much um, they own the problem. I own the solution. There's no commingle there. I don't go and ask them, "Is this a good solution?" Because you know, obviously, they'll say yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Sure. Right. So yeah. It's. Uh, it's a rigorous uh, um it's an empirical data standard so mm-hmm. that, that's kind of how you know approach everything as though you're a scientist and you're just trying to make sure there's no crossover that um you're getting everything in isolation right that's why we learned the scientific method uh in a uh, science class in middle school dude it's um actually going back and reading like Uh, philosophy and uh, and, uh, brushing up on mathematics and everything, I I realize now, like, we were not given justice about how significant these fields are in, like, growing up in our schooling, because only until we actually apply them to a subject that we're really passionate about, do we see their necessity.
0: Right, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and that's why it's like a lot of people will say, like, yeah, like, why am I learning math? Why am I learning, why am I, you know, Mm -hmm. doing uh, organic chemistry? Why am I... Uh, you know learning about
1: rocks and shit like that but I mean well interesting notion is uh, context I, I once heard this good quote context is worth ADIQ points if you're able to understand multiple fields and understand the movements within them I'll, I'll use a, an analogy an example yeah sure in business the merger and acquisition of two companies coming together creating a larger company Let's say, unfortunately, like a marketing department, has let go because you can't have two marketing departments, right? Yes. Yeah. The merger of two chemicals into a solid polymer or a solid or a solid third chemical yeah. with like a, a release of like hydrogen or oxygen into yeah, the that- environment or a sulfide, right? Two entirely different fields, two exactly same movements. And that's how you can learn by analogy: mm-hmm. is just kind of see, okay, even though the fields are different. What what movements, what dynamics, oh, are yeah. how do they follow the natural process? And that's where philosophy and uh, observing the natural world comes into play.
0: Oh, that's true as hell. That's why I like to
1: interview... Uh,
0: it's like the theme of the show is love and fear. That's why I like to interview so many different fronts, like whether it's creatives or activists, like social justice activists, or business entrepreneurs or politicians. Mm-hmm. Like love and fear is going to operate and manifest in the same avenues. It's like... Where every conscious decision we make as human beings, like the driving forces, are you know what we have control over and what we don't.
1: Mm-hmm. We we fear what we do not, where what we are unable to control, and we love what is within our bound, within our reach. Yes. And what do we as humans want? to Do more expand our our boundaries, and that's that's been drawn in human history, conquest. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: exactly. Yeah. So, no, uh, it's it's real. It's real though. It's because, it, and that's why it's like you know you can have. A profound conversation with somebody that's not doing the same, by any means, the same uh, outlet as you. But, but passion is the same. Right, exactly. The, the the route to the emotional and ethical, moral routes can see a lot of. Um, uh, it, it can see. It intertwines a lot. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot
1: of synergy with that. Yeah. Because as much as we, um, as much as we, we're all doing different things. Um, we all um we all have knowledge of different subjects etc blah 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 um we all feel joy sorrow we all feel uh, excited when we come up with a new idea or something we feel that could really work in our in with our knowledge etc um and we forget this sometimes and we uh, and we put we distance ourselves from others because we see them as either superior or inferior. And it's uh, this, sort of, uh, this sort of mentality, this sort of thing. It goes back to the egalitarianism we were yes. talking about. Is When you realize that everyone is 99.999999% the same as you, mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's very little to attack.
0: Right, right. You know, Some people will have a slightly different brain chemistry, but at the end of the day, it's like, yeah, we are all human beings that are Condition to to love and to feel and to also have you know some kind of attachment, you mm-hmm. know, an attachment to an idea or other people or a person. Like you know, I, that's why I like to think that you know everyone will have like their own you know where they place their faith in they'll have their own gods. They'll have you know their own you know ways to find. Closure in the in the face of existential dread, but I like to think that like really, our meanings of lo- the meaning of life is feeling. You know, is this all because everything we feel draws that emotional response from us. You know, our life, our the purpose of our lives is to feel things, and that's why like one of the scariest things in life to me is you know that feeling of like numbness or that feeling of. You know that depersonalization that we that we face when it comes to you know that complete lack of control. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
1: No, and uh, that's precise. it's actually funny at our, at, uh, my high school graduation. One of the things that was strongly mentioned was reject apathy. Um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and what comes to mind is a quote: "We live for beauty; all else is a form of waiting." Mm-hmm. Uh, is that's. Uh, because if if you're what separates like you know us from rocks it's that we feel it's that mm-hmm. we it's that we um live it's yeah. that we feel pain mm-hmm. and all that both good and bad is necessary to living a complete life yeah absolutely and you know, and, uh, and
0: everything we have felt or experienced has shaped our conscious being now mm-hmm. yeah. i mean everything i've lived through and uh, like you no know, it's it's a product of of my my being and my my um Making sense of my surroundings now. So I also want to point out that sort of going back to like how different fields, but similar but same movement is how like when you had this idea for this startup, you know this this product that you know you uh, formulated, mm-hmm. you still relied on instinct to 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 create it. like your instinct when you were shaving your face that morning and you were like, you know, piecing together an idea based on your immediate surroundings, that was all entirely instinct, you know? And that's, and I mean, obviously, like, you have, you know, your expertise in, in was it, you went to school for finance, right? Yeah. Fine. Yeah, like, you, you have, like, your own, you know, your intuitive way of thinking and how you're going to, like, manifest this idea. But it's, like, in the same way, it's, like, you know, someone who makes a song or someone who makes films, some, anyone who makes any creative medium, whatever, it's like they also rely on that instinct. Mm-hmm. They're also like thinking artistically about their environment or they're thinking about, well, you know, what would be a good shot? What would be a good sound? What would be a good lyric? You know, what, what's something a product in this room that I can use that could be uh, perfected or using, combining something into one, you
1: know? No, it's exactly as you say, um, for music. What combination of sounds is evocative for a chef? What ingredients create the most complex, sophisticated flavor that is just creates physical memory? You yeah. can remember it. it's right. that good. Um, for uh, for people that are like developing products and stuff, what crazy things can you mash together mm-hmm. and sort of like work with and see? Okay, did these work? You know, yeah. it's like. Um, yeah, yeah. It, there's a, there's a bunch of different ways that it can be gone of it, course that, right that. but it's still you still had like you
0: know the point being is like you still like had that um, that like instinctive way of you know you know what could I make out of this and that's like that makes you a creative of your own like I mean you're, you're like part like entrepreneurs are you know have to rely on innovation of their own
1: it's um the way i like to look at it is um entrepreneurship is a method mm-hmm. it is a means of uh rapidly testing economic hypotheses mm-hmm. um if a chef puts something together a bunch of ingredients that's a flavor hypothesis yeah and if enough people like it that val- that hypothesis is validated yeah. same with music you put things together and see how much people like it right yeah. um this and- podcast is a hypothesis you know
0: like of each episode, I put you know put together that's asserting a point. Yeah. A guest, you know.
1: And what's happening is that uh, people are witnessing it and understand it. they're responding to it emotionally and they're bearing some attachment to it, um or some response to it, some feedback to it, and that constant validation of um a cr- of a creator, person that creates something. Yes. And their art. Yes. And when I say art, I speak loosely. Their creation. Right. Yeah. Um. That constant nature that's the opposite of numbness because you're constantly engaging with your environment it's yourself and your environment and having that very very close line of connection yeah. is how like we get close to our human nature
0: yes that's 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 our constant stream of it's that stream of consciousness of feeling things and also mm-hmm. you know piecing together You know whether it's you know material things or things we have a form of attachment to that you know are going to allow us to be Mm -hmm. in in turn that being is our sense of control I'll give an example like today I decided I was thinking about what shirt I'm gonna wear today you know I I haven't worn this shirt in a long time and I was thinking about well you know I want to wear a shirt I don't wear often um, I want to wear a shirt that I feel like will, you know, appear positively, you know, on camera, like with the way I look. That's something that's going to match my shorts. Something that's going to, just something that, you know, is going to accomplish my, the goals of a, of my appearance that I have today. So I picked this shirt. If I would have picked a different shirt, you know, maybe I wouldn't have felt like, man, this doesn't look good or man, I'm not feeling this today. But, and that would have in turn, that would have, you know, uh, been a detriment to my sense of being, you know, that would have made me, cause I would have been thinking about it and I would have been thinking about where there's flaws there. I would have been thinking about like, you know, where I could have, you know, uh, made, um, you know, and I may have made some kind of alternative. So like, that's what I'm saying. It's like, you know, that's, it's like everything we do, like in our conscious environment, like this hat that I decided to wear today, you know, like the, the the black uh screen that's behind all my episodes like mm-hmm. these are all things that are supposed to accommodate my image of like what this show and like what myself in this moment should be and that in sense gives me that feeling of control and ties me to my human nature it's
1: in accordance uh you said it right there it's in accordance with your nature yeah um because no that actually brings up an excellent point is that um where does unhappiness come from it's a conflict between what we do and what we're supposed to do yeah um, and through this we wonder ourselves why can't I be doing this or um, I should have done that etc it's it's when we uh, when we do things counterintuitive to like our, our nature our gut feeling and it turns out it doesn't really work for us right, right. Um the facade, you know. For yeah, sides. and and that's uh, uh, that's uh, um, a basis of regret is that you do something that you didn't want to do, uh, mm-hmm. and it's um, a challenge between is this me or is this what's not? His, you know? What is me and what's not? You know? Do you do you t- do you take on so much of the environment that you lose your own personal identity? Right. Yeah. 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 And I think. Um, I mean, in, in looking at, you know, uh, there's, there's actually an Albert Camus quote, which is the only way to live in an unfree society is to be so, so free, live so rebelliously, mm-hmm. um, that your very existence is an act of rebellion. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Because uh, that way it's like you have your personal identity intact, you know who you are, you know your story, and you can operate in any environment. Yep. because you have yourself.
0: Yes, and that is something that, to varying degrees, all of us seek. You know, it's almost it's what they, what they call that, self-actualization. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, whether it's and there's people that are marginalized that it's more difficult to, you mm-hmm. know, um, but it is a quest of human nature to do that to find like you know our destinies in in our own being and. And that comes with, uh,
1: with numerous trial and error, mm. um, you know. And a strong internal locus of control as well, um, yeah. because if if we create a society that is kind and where people can feel like they are in charge of their destinies, um, I can assure you that people will be more risk-taking, more creative. Yeah. They'll try to put things together where others didn't before because they don't they don't have to decide between one or the other they can do both
0: and that's egalitarianism in a, in a nutshell it's yeah. like is yeah full circle exactly right it, and that's exactly what we're saying is like it's all it's it, it does come full circle it's all intertwined it's like different it's like we may be talking about something completely different you know we could be talking about oh like what is what does success mean you know what is you know what is uh, wealth mean what does power mean mm. All of it is... I think that all of it is finding that that, that actualization of the self. And, and sadly, you know, from time and time again in history, through persecutions, through, you know, various exertions of power, is where, you know... And, and that's another thing, is that us human beings, a lot of times... This is why there's so much world conflict. I feel is mm-hmm. because the exertion of power on other people, or pieces of land, or mm. empires, whatever subjugation. Yeah, subjugation. It's uh, that's it, it, that's how people are expressing that that lust for control. Mm-hmm. Instead of finding that control over the self, they feel the need to externalize it, and they they uh, in turn assert control over other people or other places things and that's uh and you know that's where that's what's led us you know through history is that that craving for power mm-hmm. instead of it being exerted in this in this way where you know internally we are you know seeking that that sense of being you know instead of doing that you know we've had you know people search for it outwardly externally and that's mm-hmm. what leads to marginalization oppression genocide persecution mm-hmm. just death you know like that's
1: yeah no but that's it's no, sad. That's, it's, it's sad that's a, that's it's a root of our human nature that that um, that we want more mm-hmm. but it's it's the method of how we want more that makes all the difference yeah, right. a person wants to live well they can either you know threaten people for it or they can collaborate with people for it. Yeah, and yeah. history and time again has shown that, you know, the uh, if you consistently threaten people for what you want, that in history that's called being a barbarian. Yep. <laughs> you're yeah. you're an outcast from society. Yeah. But if you're constantly trying to build things of others, and in the process you get rewarded from that, that's uh, it's all about the method. Yeah,
0: and it, and it is, and that's where things like competition
1: come into play. Yeah. Uh, yeah
0: more full circle stuff it's like the competition the, the trying to stay ahead of others in the market the mm. the trying to uh monopolize a, a a market you know so that you have the total amount of control over as many assets as possible but keyword that you said there is collaboration and i am all about collaborative nature you know i've been doing my best to challenge the the competitiveness that's indoctrinated in us just by whether it's by capitalism whether it's by just you know how we are you know socially constructed to what success means
1: Mm -hmm. but collaboration is like that challenge to that you know what i mean and i think and there's a balancing act there um for collaboration and um creating that uh, that instinctual like fostering that that instinctual competitive drive because uh, that's kind of what led us to innovate is that we want to create something we yeah. want, we want to do better right right yeah. um it's kind of like um it reminds me of the Marquis of queensberry rules it's a rule in, it's a set of rules mm-hmm. um developed in boxing, but think of it as like this you don't kick your opponent while they're down right right yeah it's uh, it's the the uh the rule of gentlemen, or the rule of gentle persons where you know you you have this controlled space where you compete and you have a set right. of rules that you abide by, and, and you can do everything in here, but aside from that, you're polite, right? Yeah. Similar notion being is polite society, but like the Olympics, for example, uh, you have the best of the best, try come and compete, but it's all in good faith. Yeah, right. Yeah. Similar notion with uh, how commerce and business should be is that um, if you're trying to develop something. Um, it should be in good faith society, not uh, rather than attacking others, mm-hmm. you're trying to build something up right rather than undermine your opponent of sorts mm-hmm. you know it's a, it's like
0: when um you know you see a commercial for something and it's a commercial that's comparing its product to others mm-hmm. you know like the oh, don't use this brand because this brand sucks yeah. you know, use our brand because you know we're using a uh, you know, photographically manipulated graphics to make our product look superior. Um, and that's, yeah,
1: that's manipulation
0: yeah. too.
1: And that, uh, that's a form of, uh, that's a for, uh, that's exactly what you mentioned there. It's one of those um, barbaric forms of, okay, I want to exert influence upon you and I'm going to do it in an underhanded way.
0: Yeah.
1: What's a better way? Okay, you remember the, um, the connection between like self and environment? How can a company do better? Okay. They can simply form a better connection with their, en- with their end client or their end customer, yeah. because it doesn't matter if, you know, the product is, has physical or better features. It's how the, it's how the customer or the client feels using mm-hmm. it. Right. And if they feel the company selling it is a scumbag versus companies that's selling it is doing everything in good faith. Right. And they're trying to connect more like with the customer, like they're going to want to do business then because they know they have good practices.
0: Right. Rather than, you know, rather than like, you know, practices that are exploitative in nature or, or you know based in self-interest rather than the interest of mm. the greater
1: public or alternatively using different fields think of a chef that uses endangered animals oh yeah right yeah or um uh, that was the most not good, ethically like, treated yeah, yeah not ethically treated or um or farmers that utilize um the labor that is not ethically moral. right right like, right yeah, yeah. Like, things like that. And I think when we step back and we evaluate why and how, rather than spending 40 hours trying to develop b- blind solutions, we can spend four hours uh, creating things that will better humanity if we spend a good deal of time reflecting. Yeah,
0: and that comes with looking inwardly, investing in the self rather than divesting from, you know other the the well-beings and well and interests of others you know and
1: all information is present in the environment it's a matter of how do you want to uh create that impact and you know how will how will you do it and that's where um that's where at the end of the day if you're in any sort of um high level position you're producing directing you're an executive etc you are you're the one making the the ethical calls the ethical shots yeah. and you have to understand all of it and how it applies to you and the people you represent
0: right yeah absolutely yeah. that's why you know you don't want shitty people on your team because you know you have to think about like are they in it for you know what is their end goal you mm-hmm. know what like are they doing it for a personal gain or for the for the betterment of the team of the of the community of the purpose,
1: or uh, how do they uh, how do they want to grow from that and better society? Yeah, right. Um, Gary V is an excellent person that I, I sometimes listen to. I know his energy level is absolutely up there, but essentially he's speaking about um, you know his team and what he expects of them. It's so like um, he wants them to have aspirations and grow in their own way, but he doesn't expect them to work exactly as hard as he does because mm-hmm. he's. Um, if I came in here, like, and I told you about this cosmetics project, right? And I asked you, Ben, would you join my team and work as hard as me? That'd be an unfair ask. Right. Because it's kind of like, that's uh, like asking someone to replicate a mind. You can't do yeah, that.
0: Yeah, right. Because it's like, I, at the end of the day, you're specialized in a different way than yeah. I am. You know, mm-hmm. you like, you have a different skill set than I do. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we we just have different, yeah, it's a, it's a different avenue to... You know, uh, serving
1: a, a general
0: mm-hmm. human interest,
1: and that's why at the end of it, we do what we do, we create, we produce, whatever it is, but we must keep the human aspect of it always, always there. And we must understand people are like us. They're kind of circling back. The egalitarianism, the love, the fear, the fact that we all feel yeah. these things. Yeah,
0: it's all real, man. That's great. Dude, it's all real. Yeah. <laughs> how,
1: how, can, how can we be real if our eyes aren't real? Jane Smith. Oh. No, that, that was a bar right
0: up here on the table. So who's a who's a, a, a part of your team? Who's helping you with this
1: project? Uh, so uh, my other partner in the team, her name is Isabel. She's an environmental science student and does engineering. And uh, it, it's kind of interesting because we're both geeks for science. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's more um, she's a bit more on the science side. Um, it's kind of like percent. Uh, I'm 60% business, uh, 40% engineering, and she's kind of like the flip side of that, Sure. which means yeah. it evens out quite nicely. And, yeah. Um, and we're both like, if we see something that's interesting, we'll sit down, like literally in the library or wherever else, and we'll actually sit down and read uh, this research, and we'll try to see, okay, is this relevant to us? Mm-hmm. If we take any steps or any actions, is this included in here? It's kind of... Doing that reflection before taking any action.
0: Yeah, right. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah, so I guess like, what are your like uh, goals for the remainder of the year,
1: and uh, you know, the forwarding of you know your startup and everything. Yeah. So goals. So with relation to startup, just develop, uh, just develop it more. Um, actually, one of my uh, one of my connections has. Um, access to a couple cosmetics folks in California, okay. like some of the original influencers on YouTube and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, stuff like that is just um, developing far enough, like being able to form those connections, like that's a goal. Um, as a personal goal, just reading, lots of reading and lots of things. So I guess what have been some of your favorite like profound works that you've read as of late? So um, one of the works that I always like reading and referencing, um, the Emperor's Handbook by Marcus Aurelius. Um, he, Roman Emperor, but also forefront of uh, Stoic philosophy. Essentially, he, he's very much understand self, understand nature.
0: Mm-hmm. You
1: know, understand, like, death is, is inevitable, don't fear it, etc right, yeah. um And always keep an open mind to, like, how, like, what is your nature? Like, mm-hmm. how do you begin to understand yourself? Um, so that's a philosophical bit of reading. Um, I, it's funny, some of the books I'm reading, uh, like High Performance, uh, Strategies of an IT Leader, The Mom Test, all of these are like business books. Yeah. Um, but in reality, because if I if I don't have to fail where others have, mm-hmm. that's, uh, that's one of my models I'll part with. Read books because I don't live to make others' mistakes, I live to make my own original ones. Well, that's, that is true. I mean, yeah. <laughs> Mistakes are a—they're
0: uh, talent in itself. Right? Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right, Michael Kirsinov. Um, great t- conversation about full circle egalitarianism. Um, It's—it's crazy how many parallels there are with that. You know what I mean?
1: Mm-hmm. No, nature has a way of coalescing in ways that uh, we don't expect.
0: Yeah, the nomenclature is on point. Uh, <laughs> Michael, uh, what? Tell me what keeps you up at night.
1: Uh... I used to drink 12 shots of espresso a day, but, uh, yeah, but aside from that, um, the future, that's it. It's good for tomorrow.
0: Yep. Yeah. What puts you to sleep?
1: Ooh, Final Fantasy 3. Oh, i yeah. just trying to speedrun it.
0: Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, what console is that one on?
1: Uh, it's 3DS, but uh, yeah, video games and just like music. That's it. All right. Yeah. Thanks for being on the show. Thank you. I had a wonderful time. Likewise.
0: Thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. You know, trust your uh, trust your instinct, and also just trust what you are um, trust what you're serving. Trust the purpose. Yes. Believe in yourself. Yes, and the, and think about the purpose you are trying to serve.
1: You're valid. You're breathtaking.
0: Love it. Yes. Uh, so thank you for watching, Mr. Nice Guy. We'll see you next time.